0: Welcome to episode number 102 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Ann Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. In this week's episode, I'm interviewing Erin Lee, who's the founder of Your NP Mentor, the NP Mentorship Club, and she's also co-founder of the Cardiology Fundamentals Mentorship, not to mention that she also works in the clinic, in a cardiology outpatient clinic, uh, and in her home state of California. So, I wanted to bring Erin on the uh, podcast because she's been a client, and I've watched her grow tremendously over the past 18 months or so as she has taken her NP uh, mentorship club and grown it, and worked on email sequences and funnels, and and then uh, collaborated with a uh, PA to host the uh, cardiology car- cardiology fundamentals mentorship. So. I wanted her to share some of the wisdom, how she sold out this first mentorship, because this was a, um, a pretty quick undertaking. You'll learn a little bit more about the timeline of how they put together this uh, mentorship and how it very quickly sold out. And she created a wait list, which is incredible. And so, um, and her, some of her recommendations and namely just some of the, um, lessons learned over building a mentorship over the past 18 months and, you know, some of the things that have gotten in the way for her. So, so this is a great episode. If you are considering doing a mentorship or you know, considering doing more of the coaching, mentorship, consulting work, this is a great interview. And I think Aaron's a great example of what's possible when you keep working at it and you know you start to pivot and you take opportunities that come your way. So, so without further delay, here's Aaron Lee and uh, we're going to get into building the mentorship. Hey, Erin. I'm so glad that you're here. Okay. Let's start first by, if you would just introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about who you are and what you do. I think that's a great place to start.
1: Perfect. And thank you for having me. Um, My name is Erin Lee. I'm a, a family nurse practitioner and I currently work in outpatient cardiology. And I also run a mentorship program for new nurse practitioners to help with their transition into practice. And additionally, recently started doing cardiology mentorship, which is more clinical focused on for cardiology clinicians. How long have you been in cards? Six. I just hit my six year mark.
0: Uh, good for you. Okay. I've been
1: at NP for 14 years.
0: What so, did you do before that?
1: I did um, community health, FQHCs, primary care for eight years. There was a little overlap where I kept my, I kept on per DM because we have like a Saturday walk-in clinic in that, in the FQHC. So I would just work like once a month to keep my skills because I wasn't sure, you know, I wasn't hundred percent married to cardiology yet. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then I stopped about two years ago doing any of the, um, urgent care style, like walk-in clinics and just solely cardiology.
0: Yeah. What do you like about, well, what made you go into cards, um, full time. Well, I know you're working full time, but like or, yeah. or but what made you kind of make the transition? yes
1: yeah. yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed primary care, but as anybody who's worked in primary care knows, like the grind <laughs> and the volume of work that you're expected to do and the stress. I mean, FQHCs are like very, very rewarding, but it's also really hard. Like you're dealing with a lot of socioeconomic challenges lots of mental, severe mental health and addiction and homelessness. And, you know, that really like over time, it it just kind of wears on you. Um, And I, at that point, I had really little kids. So my kids were um, like, I think my daughter was one and my son was three. And I actually was just like, could not take care of myself, to be honest. Like I couldn't, I couldn't work in that setting and take care of myself and be the mom I wanted to be. Um, and I actually ended up in the hospital with pneumonia. Like I literally drove myself Ooh. to be like ill, right? And at that point I was like, you know, I think maybe I would like to see if like specializing and just having, you know, becoming like an expert in one area, if that would be a better long-term fit for me and like less stress. I mean, that was mainly the main thing I was looking for was like, I need to be able to take care of myself better. Um, And it was a hard decision because I really loved that population. It was so rewarding. Um, And I learned, I, there was a lot of Spanish speakers. So I was able to use my Spanish knowledge. And so it wasn't something I took lightly by any means. So then I just started looking out there in my area, like what part-time NP jobs are there. And there was an opening for a preventive cardiology position at the academic uh, medical center, close to where I live. And Um, basically I got that job and and off we were, I had had, um, I had done like a primary care cardiology conference before that really kind of piqued my interest and was like, you know, I really do love cardiology and I, there's so many different, you know, facets of it, but also I really always am like on the end of trying to prevent disease, right? Like how can we educate and prevent heart attacks and strokes and, you know, vascular disease, Um, So this was a really nice like marrying, I think, of my primary care experience combined with like really being interested in cardiology. So yeah, and that's definitely was the right fit. So,
0: okay. Tell me how you got into the mentorship piece of it and what, when did that start and what was the trigger for you to create something in terms of a mentorship group?
1: Yeah. So I had um, always had a lot of precepted, a lot of NP students, Um, and really loved teaching. And then I also was like the main person who would often train new members on our APP team. Um, So I always had a passion for education and teaching. Um, And then in the middle of COVID, like most of us, I really struggled through the pandemic with having very little kids and trying to be a clinician. And it was just a lot, right? I mean, it wasn't just me. Um, And so in that time, I really was dealing with burnout. I was dealing with like feeling like I can't do this anymore. I got to find another path, another way to, to take care of myself, but still do the work I love as a nurse practitioner. And so I participate in my own mentorship program with other nurses and NPs to help with burnout and kind of just getting mm. back to you, taking care of yourself and living the life you want to live. Um, And um, that was through Diana Page, if you're familiar with her, she runs um, Catalyst for Self-Care and she's amazing. And that was a, a, a very instrumental thing for me to go through that program. Um, And then from there, I really realized I needed something outside of my like clinical job as a nurse practitioner that I really enjoy the teaching and the mentoring. It's very rewarding for me. And I think it's it's part of my values, too, in the sense of I really value community and education and service. And and so it was like to me, it was kind of the perfect marrying of that. And then the other kind of influence on that was I my own personal experience with my transition into practice as a nurse practitioner, just like a little background, I did an entry into practice program, my undergrad didn't have nursing. And so I did a biology undergrad degree, and I knew I wanted to be an NP. And so I ended up pursuing an entry into practice. So that meant I came out of my program with, you know, being very, 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 very green. (laughs) And I really needed a lot of support. Um, But my first role, all I could find at that point, and this was right in the middle of the recession, it was 2009, was basically no support at all. I was on my own. And it was an amazing population, but very difficult. It was a refugee clinic. So we saw patients coming straight from refugee clinics through UNHCR, and very challenging, very rewarding. But I struggled not having any real good clinical mentorship from, from a physician or another NP. I was pretty like on my own, just by phone predominantly Mm -hmm. Um, don't recommend it at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, So my own like struggles with my transition to practice, you know, I really felt like, Hey, I just, I keep hearing so many NPs and seeing NPs really struggling with their transition into practice. And I just feel like we could do a better job as a profession that we need to care for our own and not necessarily expect the physicians necessarily to only be the people training them when they're coming out of school and and we all know that that you know our programs are the you know give us a clinical foundation but really it's just, they're just scratching the surface on the knowledge that we need to practice clinically as well as all the kind of like unspoken professional norms and you know building your confidence and how to care for yourself as a clinician all of that stuff right So basically I, you know, him and hot and I was like, oh, I should, maybe I should go back to school and I can become a professor. I need to go get my DNP. And then I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll do this. And I just him and hot and him and hot. And then I finally was like, you know what? Like, why can't I just do my own thing? Like, I know what I want to teach. Like what I want to teach is not just like, this is how you do this workup. And this is these are your differentials. I wanted to teach like real skills that they need to navigate their career as an NP and have it be yeah. what they want um, and advocate for themselves. I see that so much. They just had no clue what they were getting themselves into and what to ask for and what they needed for support. They just they just don't know and it's not their fault. I didn't know either, right? I I made the same yeah. mistakes. So so I basically was like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to bank on myself. I know I can do it. I know I could do it well. So why not take a chance on myself instead of going back to school and working for somebody else and them telling me what I should teach. I wanted to teach what I want to teach and really like get straight to the people that I think like needed it most. So that's, that's how I arrived at. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to focus on mentoring new grads. So
0: and how what has been your experience with them working with them in a like a mentor a mentorship uh, relationship and kind of what's been your you know feeling around creating a group a mentorship group and growing it over cause how long have you been doing that now
1: uh, this cohort is a has been the, a full year so I started okay. fall of 2022 so okay. yeah
0: so what's been your experience? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, it's been um is as rewarding and fulfilling as I thought it would be. Like 100% like yes, this was the right choice for me to mentor this kind of group of people. Um I felt very strongly I wanted it to be group. <clears throat> I think after the pandemic so much of a so many of us felt a lack of community and we felt like disconnected or or we were connected but through trauma rather than yeah. through like yeah. lifting each other up and like coming together it's a different vibe.
0: Right. And that's like the whole profession right now. Trauma bonded. Right. Right.
1: And it's, I don't have all the answers of how to fix that, but I I know what I can help with and I'm just going to take action on that. But, um, what I've seen is unfortunately, a lot of times they end up coming to me because they've been through a really bad first job situation where they were like borderline abused (laughs) in the way they were treated yeah. and it just breaks my heart because you know these are good people they're good np's they're doing their best and they're just getting abused by the system um and they don't know what to ask for and and how to kind of stand up for themselves um <clears throat> so i you know what i would i'd love to see is is more of like this is becomes part of the norm that hey you know it's not just take your get take a board cert you know class and do boards it's also sign up for mentorship as a new grad <laughs> like it just becomes yeah. this is part of your training um so and then i've also seen you know that group the group aspect is absolutely like important because they also we can share experiences they can learn from each other they can build that community and they don't like the most common feedback i get is i thought i was the only one who felt like this Like I felt so alone and I thought I was the only one. And now I realize like, we all feel like this. And I'm like, exactly a hundred percent. And if you take nothing else away from that, that is a a success. Like, so yeah. So it's been really rewarding. I just, I would love to see it continue to grow so that more people realize like you need to ask for this kind of support and you deserve
0: it as a new grad. What's the name of your mentorship program? It's called NP Mentorship Club. Okay. Good. What, so where did the, what now tell me about, um, the recent new mentorship group with that's more cardiology focused. How did that come to be? And tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that is very, uh, it's a new baby. Very, very new. (laughs) Um, it came to be because I kept getting feedback at people asking me to help them in the cardiology world. Like, can you do, you know, cardiology mentorship and people ask me questions. Um, and I, and I ended up having like a, just a to kind of discovery call with a new NP that had just started in cardiology and she was getting no training and she was just so completely overwhelmed, right. Completely overwhelmed, scared, and really wanted to do her best and be successful, which absolutely everybody deserves that. And, but I knew I couldn't do it on my own. I knew like, this is not a small undertaking to kind of basically give the foundations of cardiology because, you know, to go into a specialty from being like an FNP or let's say an acute care NP, there's no training programs for these. There are, Mm -hmm. there are fellowships and residencies, but they are few and far between. They're hard to get into. And I have to say, like, I've seen an inconsistency in in terms of how good they are. Like, I have seen some amazing ones and I've seen some ones that felt like they did not do this person any service. Like, so that being said, I had already connected with a PA. Her name is Jen Carlquist, and she's a PA that's been in cardiology for 15 years. And she is very um, experienced in teaching EKGs. So that's her kind of niche. Mm -hmm. And, um, I reached out to her and I was like, you know what, like, would you be interested at all in, in forming a kind of foundational cardiology for new PAs NPs, and cardiology practice? And she was game. And so we basically just took the ball and like ran with it. And within a week span, we launched it. Like we just ran with it. And
0: what that really taught me was. And wait, don't, don't forget to mention sold it out. And it was, yeah, sold out. We, we
1: created a wait list, we filled it, no problem. And there's more people that wanted to get in. Yeah. Um. And it just really like showed me that, Hey, like if you have a, an idea and if, if you're, if the people that you're serving are asking for it, and then you have this idea and this desire to, to fill that need, you do it, <laughs> Like just yeah. take action. Right. Um, because I had been thinking about this and I knew I would enjoy it because I love teaching about cardiology. I think it's just I just nerd out over it. And um, so yeah, so we've been running that as a six-week program and we meet once a week and it's a combo of recorded lectures on a topic like heart failure, AFib, <clears throat> hypertension, valve disease. And then we have a live call where we go through case studies and Q&A time for them. So they can really ask questions about how you manage these diseases and do these workups. Um, And it's been so fun. And so such great response from um, our mentees that are in it, that it's been really extremely helpful for them. And it's exactly kind of what I would have wanted, like when I started. (laughs) So yeah, right. And then had to slap through all the data
0: and info and figure it out
1: on your own. guidelines, like even, even we talked about like, they all are saying like, I don't know how to read guidelines. Like, I don't know how to go through yeah. these guidelines. Like I'm creating a talk right now on valvular disease. Um, and the guidelines are like 40 pages long. Yeah. How do you sift through that and make sense of that when you're brand new? It's like, we need to, so my aim for all this is to zoom out and give them the high level kind of foundational knowledge. And then over time, you can become an expert, right? And you can go deeper, but you have to start at the foundations. Otherwise mm-hmm. you never really, it'll get you, you'll get stuck. You'll never have a good comprehensive foundation.
0: And so. I like too, that you have the piece where they can come and ask questions. I think that's a big you know piece mm-hmm. of this because it's one thing to go out and get, I mean, there are a bajillion online courses that are out there. The other piece of it is, do you have the opportunity to ask questions and to, or to send somebody a DM, do they answer, do they have, you know, the knowledge of how to, you know, address like, oh, like it's interesting. I'm doing a um a course right now. And the with Heather Hirsch and prescribing for menopause. And uh, she has a once a month, you know, meet live and it's just a Q and a, and then there's a Facebook group and they're really invaluable tools because inevitably we get somebody in practice where we're a little bit either stumped or just something new that we haven't quite come across. And to have those resources on hand are invaluable, I think, right. To be able to learn the information in a learning setting then to apply it then to have to think critically through it and then to formulate a question to someone who's more senior and or more advanced in terms of their knowledge base I think is just such a a uh, dynamic way to learn and it's creating you know we're creating then lifelong we're, we're creating lifelong learners right and um, helping people not only you know understand the work and be able to do it but creating the ability to ask good questions and get good answers. And as a exemplary way to, to build up the profession, do you know what I mean? Like no. just be like no. making that the, the, the standard, which is, yeah, you come and learn and then you ask questions. And, and I know it to an extent it's, it's, it's been, it's been that way kind of, but it also depends on the setting you're in. It's like with you, like, you know, if you are in a, clinic that you're the only provider there and the only way they can get in touch with somebody is by phone and they may or may not be in the minute available and you're trying to figure some shit out. I mean, make you really sweat quite a bit.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Lots of palpitations. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I think my like aim of this is that, you know, as nurse practitioners, like we, we follow guidelines, we follow evidence-based medicine but we also are amazing at advocating and educating. And it, we're, I think we're such a beautiful marrying of the nursing model and the medical model. Like we we do it both and we do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanna teach, you know, anybody I work with like how to, yeah, be an active learner, ask, like you said, ask good questions, but also know like, you're not gonna know it all and you're not expected to know it all, but you need to know how to find the answers. Like and ask the right questions. And also I think my aim with mentorship is to create a safe space where they can feel totally comfortable coming with any question. Like Mm -hmm. there's no stupid question. You're not, nobody's going to like fire back at you with some, you know, I mean, we've all experienced some, you know, colleagues or attendings that, you know, Mm -hmm. are not so nice um, on their feedback. And so trying to create that safe space where they know they can come and it's, it's an unbiased, like we're not associated with their employer. Their employer's yeah. not going to know that they are struggling with this concept. Like we're just here to support you and you only like no association whatsoever with your employer. And I think that that, that's also extremely valuable, especially if you're kind of struggling, like you don't, oh, yeah. you don't necessarily, you know, it, it's very vulnerable feeling, to be kind of struggling in the beginning, but it's not uncommon. It's totally normal, but you do need to ask for help. Like you do
0: need to get help. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious if you kind of had, if you knew, I don't know, five years ago or 10 years ago that you would be an entrepreneur at this point in your career. No, definitely not. Um, Although, you were just shaking your head, for those of you, you guys can't see us, but yeah. you were shaking your head like, you were like, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I,
1: what The interesting thing is, I think the only way that I had envisioned being an entrepreneur as an NP is to own a private practice. That's the only kind of vision I could have. And, and I live in a, in a restricted state. I'm in California. So, you know, NP's op- opening a practice is is not impossible, but it is yeah. challenging currently. Yeah. Um, and that's getting better. Like we have new legislation that is passed. So that's going to be, you know, a new option in about two years. Um, but that was the only way I could think. But when I actually reflect back on me as a kid, even, um, I've been working in some capacity since I was like 11 years old. I started baby, I babysat a ton Mm -hmm. and also I like cleaned my mom's best friend's house, because oh, well, I, I loved making money. Like, oh, interesting. work hard. I want to make money. Yeah, and I want to have control. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then in high school, I taught swimming lessons and I lifeguarded. I did the same thing in college. I mean, I've never not worked. Like, I've been mm-hmm. working since I was little. So it made me realize, like, well, maybe I'm more of a. Maybe that's been there for a long time, and I just kind of took society's concept of like what we can do as nurse practitioners. Like we work for a hospital or we work for a clinic and that's it, you know? And so, um, it's so freeing. And like, once you realize like you can, you know, you can do what you want and practice the way you want or build a business that you want and help people the way you want. It's like, God, the like the opportunities are endless. So,
0: and it doesn't have to be complex. I mean, like you're taking, I, I just, in our, uh, course that we just launched, which is um, NP Side Hustle School, I, I used uh, mentorship as a case study and walked people through how to build a mentorship program. And, um, and I think what's so valuable about it is that you don't have to go out and buy another course or get another certification. I think what's available with a mentorship model is if you have something that people come to you asking for support in, and you know the answers, then you are some sort of a mentor. And so how can you Repackage and repurpose that in a way that not only helps that person in the moment, but also helps maybe a wider stretch of people. And so, I think it's a it's a brilliant model that that doesn't require a lot more investment of time or money, and um, and it can be so helpful. And I love too that you said. I just wanted to mention it. You know, for all of the entrepreneurs who are out there, all of the um, budding entrepreneurs who may not even know they're entrepreneurs, listening. I love that you said, what questions are they asking? And, you know, if you have an idea and the ability to go out and do it, and I, it's, it's so funny that we overcomplicate the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, w- how to make money and I don't, you know, building the online course. And you're like, nope, within a week, mm-hmm. I reached out. I uh, recommended a collaboration between me and a colleague. We agreed to terms. Built the course. A week later, we sold it. We made an offer, and we sold it out. Yeah. No, we and had so much interest. We put people on a wait list, like, yeah. and all of that happens within a week. Now, I would also just mention too, you and I. I've watched you grow over the past you know year or so, and and as you've you know worked with your mentorship business, and and this collaboration came up, and it's hard to say whether or not it would have been so easy for you to implement right off the bat if you hadn't put in all of that time into building the mentorship and understanding that and, you know, email, sales emails. And and uh, so, you know, I, I think it's important to just make note. Yes, the idea came, you executed on it, you uh, did it messy, you figured it out, you know, as you went along. Uh, and that kind of success is bred from a person who goes out and tries things and, and, you know, tries to figure it out. And that's what you've been doing over the past, you know, year to 18 months.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I definitely would not have been able to launch the cardiology mentorship without having done the work leading up to that with my new grad mentorship. Like it, it would not, I would not have been that the person that was ready to do that, honestly, like from a, a mindset piece of it as well. Like that's actually been the hardest piece for me is, is all the like mindset work that you have to do when you're, when you're doing your own business. And it's, I'm also equally obsessed with that piece of it because I love the idea that I can grow and I can find a weakness or something I want to build and and then do it and become the person that I want to be. I think it's the most like beautiful process. And I just want to keep, you know, evolving and growing. Um, And it makes you, it makes you excited to think like, oh, five years, you know, from now, what, what, what's life going to be like? And what, who am Mm -hmm. I going to be like? What version of myself am I going to be? And that's super exciting. Um, But I think when you, you know, really think about your purpose and like why you're doing something. Um, And who, what your, your aim of like providing this service is that will also like pull you through those like difficult times. And that's, that's something I actually teach my, my new NPs is like, I want you to stay anchored to your why, because the transition to practice is hard. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. You're going to be super uncomfortable and that's because you're doing new things. You've never done this before. It's really uncomfortable, but nothing's going wrong. Like it's, mm-hmm. this is all part of the process. And the more that you can kind of anchor to, to your why and your purpose, like, why did I become an NP? Why do I want to work in this capacity? Who do I want to serve? How do I want to show up? That'll help you kind of push through those like really hard days that you're going to have, or when your mind is, you know, the imposter syndrome's kicking in. So, um, and I have to do the exact same thing myself, like, uh, on the business
0: side.
1: <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Me too. Really same.
0: yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think so, of any,
1: I don't have to use that, but
0: yeah, I agree. So what's been the hardest thing then for you? If you had to like pinpoint one thing in business over the past 18 months? Uh, probably
1: it's a, com- I would say it's a combo of, um, it's all kind of centered around mindset, but it's learning to understand like how people want to to receive the information, like how, how they want to work with me in terms of like, even just like pricing or like, how can I serve them best? Um, that's been challenging because it is a trial and error process. Like the, that's, there's no like fast track to that really. You just kind of have to put it out there, see how it goes. And then like, okay, well, that didn't go as well as I wanted. So now I got to, pivot and try, try to tweak this a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other piece of it is, yeah, just like getting, you know, getting in my own head, like the perfectionism or that the perfection is probably the biggest like piece of it. <laughs> Cause like, I care a lot. I want to put good quality, like work out there. And I care a lot about that. Um, but it, the more that you kind of use that it's, it's just holding you back because it means that you're going to take longer to get this product or service out into the world when there's people who need it. Um, And I think like with the cardiology mentorship, that's, that was really what like kept speaking to me is like, I know there's people who really need this. Like they're really struggling and they need this. And so we just need to do it messy. Like just get it out there because they're getting nothing right now from their employers. They're trying to teach themselves, but they need help walking through these concepts. Um, And so, yeah, I think, getting out of my own head and just taking like taking action has been the most like challenging and, and not not falling to the perfection like more of the perfectionism side. So. Yeah.
0: No, I appreciate you sharing that. I think that's something yeah. that most people can probably <laughs> relate to if they've yeah. been in business or you know the trial and, and as, error of it and
1: as nurses too I just think we're all like you know we care a lot. Like we wouldn't be in this profession if we like didn't and I think we're all very hard workers, we care a lot, we're smart like and that's can be like a little bit of a recipe for kind of perfectionism. <laughs> overachieving, oh God, yeah. all that, right? Like we're not underachievers. God. Like
0: <laughs> no. Just no way. Not like, by a long shot. No. <laughs> um yeah. when does so when does your next um uh when do your next groups launch?
1: Yeah, so for um cardiology mentorship, we're going to start mid January. We're going to do cohort two. So, um, right now it's just through the wait list. Cause we, it's pretty small like slots, um, so that we can really do that, um, allow that ability to ask questions and really engage with, um, our mentees. And then, um, for new grad mentorship for NP mentorship club, um, the next cohort will start and more like end of January. So I usually okay. do orderly um, cohorts, and this is a smaller, um, program. So I usually like max would, you know, I typically run, it's usually about five people, but I, I could accommodate up to 10, but it's, um, really meant to be a small group mentorship. Um, and we meet, uh, every other week over the course of 12 weeks. So six, six sessions, um, where they can come and ask questions, about what they're struggling with. And then I have topics that we go over as well, Mm -hmm. like boundaries and building your confidence, time management, charting, um, self-advocacy. It's all those kind of softer skills that we need. Um, And the thing I also am proud of about my new grad mentorship is that um, it can be for any specialty. So, which is kind of hard to find. You can find maybe, you know, ones that are made just for people in primary care or just for people in women's health. But this, you know, the nice thing I've had, a, a you know, a, a whole slew of inpatient outpatient, you know, pediatrics, primary care, you know, rehab. I have, you know, one that's in rehab doing inpatient rehab unit. Mm-hmm. So any, any specialty can join and really come together with other new
0: MPs. So. Yeah. Um, How do they find you? Um, What's the best way to find you if they want to contact you?
1: Yeah. Um, So on, I'm, I'm only on Instagram at this point. Um, Actually, I think I have a face, I have a Facebook one, but I don't really (laughs) do anything with it to be honest. Um, um, So on Instagram, I'm your NP mentor. And then um, my website is www.yournpmentor.com. Um, but Instagram is definitely the best way to reach me. Um, and my email is your NP at Gmail. Everything's your NP mentor. So,
0: okay. All right, good. So like me and, me. and if they <laughs> want to find out about more information for either of the cohorts that either are starting, they can just send you a message and you'll yep. respond send me a DM to me or an email if you find me. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, anything else that you think would be useful to share with the audience or anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to mention?
1: No, I just, I just want to encourage people like that when you're new, whether it's like you're fresh out of NP school or let's say you're switching specialties that, you know, one, it's going to be really hard because you're doing something new. And then two, like you need to ask if you're not getting the support from your employer, which most of the people aren't getting adequate support through their employers, there's certainly exceptions, but Um, you need to like seek out that help and and ask for that help. It's going to completely change your experience as, you know, new to that specialty or new to practice. And, and I've seen, you know, NPs that want to bail after year one, they just are like, I'm miserable and they want to leave the profession. And it's, it's such a shame. It's such a shame to them, to the time they've spent, going through their training, but also to the patients that need care. Like we have a lack of, we don't have enough providers. Like my, my new patient like appointments right now are like six months out to see me. And it's
0: like,
1: it's, it's ridiculous. So, um, so just know like, yeah, ask for help and you're not alone. It's not, nothing's wrong with you. (laughs) So Yeah. yeah,
0: no, it's not. I think that's a good, I love that. And I think that's a good, um, just last piece, which is you're right. And it's not, um the only way that we make mentorship and and asking for help uh part of the routine and the standard is that we just keep doing it and we just keep yeah. asking and we keep encouraging people you know yeah. to reach out and and to ask us so i love that well thank you for coming on and just sharing you know who you are and what you do and um it's so it's been so fun to work with you and watch you grow and Um, and just to see you take an idea, you know, and, and run with it. I think it's just great. And congratulations to you on the success that you've created and, um, and as you move along. So, all right, well, good to see you take care and, um, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it for having me. Hey, it's Ann. Have you ever thought of starting your own mentorship? Well, if that's you, I want to invite you to check out NP side hustle school where you're going to learn exactly how to do it. In NP Side Hustle School, I show you how I've created my own mentorship and how you can go about and do it too without having to invest a ton of money and or time into creating something with a skill that's probably in your back pocket. So check out www.npsidehustleschool.com and sign up.